celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Wow. We need to move into bigger digs because, frankly, the studio is full of animals. You're lucky if you get a seat around here. <laughs> Everybody bringing in their animals. Miles in here this weekend for the first time. And, uh, yes. Kind of gurney, yeah. I got to tell you, you do a good grooming job on your own dogs. You know, they say the carpenter's closets are always the worst looking closets. You actually, your animals look really, really good. That's because I brought them in. You know, people are seeing them. If, if, if you would have came to my house a week ago. But you know what? I, I think from this point forward, you need to address me as Mr. Joe. Uh, do I have to bow like I have been, or can we just do away with that whole bowing? And I like the dog father, frankly, but Mr. Joe, is it okay? Mr. If, if, Mr. No, no. Talk, you call me um, um, dog. Dog father, Mr. Joe. Dog father, Bow. Mr. Joe. And, and yes. Bow. I am bowing yes. your, your, your highness. And uh, what do you have for a tip today coming up a little later? Well, I have a tip of how to winterize your dog fashionably. Winterize. Oh, I like can, this fashion part. Yep. Yeah. Fashionably winterizing your dog. Okay, that's coming up in just a few minutes. By the way, it is toll free here. If you want to talk to any one of the team here, the dream team, Dr. Debbie, She's answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner. She is bridging that gap between you and your pet. And Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, solving your most vexing dog issues. And, of course, Stacy Cohn. Well, how do you know your spouse is cheating? Oh, you know. look at them right in the eye, and if they can't look at you, you know there's a problem, <laughs> right? Or if they took the credit card and decided to go on a shopping spree, and they can't look you in the eye and tell you where it is or what happened, oh, or boy. where they were that afternoon. They're just carrying big bags. <laughs> Same thing with your dog. Not that they went shopping, but you want to communicate with your dog and look them straight in the eye. There's been some studies on how this can create the bond between dog and human. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio. News. Also on the show today, an interesting story about a young girl. Uh, how old was this little baby? Three. Three years old. She got lost. And how did she get found with a microchip? No, she didn't have a microchip in her. And we're not talking about a dog that got lost here. But uh, we'll have the whole story in just a minute right here on Animal Radio. Also, we're looking forward to spring because it's so damn cold out right now. When spring comes, we, we try to get the garden going. I know it's a big time for me to plant all my bulbs and everything. We're having Scott Cohen on, and he is uh, the author of Petscaping. And that's how to petscape your yard, just like it sounds. Ah. And for Joey, we have Sung on the phone. Hi, Sung. Hi. Uh, I have a golden retriever. He is five years old. And I went to the, one of the, you know, grooming shop. I want to cut his hair really, really short, but they said no. So, they you know. They I said wonder no. why, because well, he's shedding like, you know. Well, I'll tell you and, what. The groomer that, mm-hmm. that told you no, they actually would tell you probably the same thing I would tell you. And this is the reason why. It's not mm-hmm. that you can't cut them down, because you can shave them. You could shave anything. The problem is the type of coat that a golden retriever has is a double-coated uh-huh. dog. And uh-huh. when you shave it short, you trick the coat. It doesn't grow in right. You see, they got they got a double coat. They got a top coat, which is a protective yeah. layer, and then they got a, a a downy coat, which is underneath that, which keeps them warm. 
When you cut it down without brushing it all out, what ends up happening is it tricks it. So all of a sudden, the dog gets a little bit chilly. It's not keeping the body warm, and it grows more undercoat than top coat. So what you have, it's like it's if you opened up a pillowcase, okay, mm -hmm. and you exposed all the insides, but you don't have the top coating. That's basically what it does to that dog's coat. So the best thing to do would be mm -hmm. not cutting it down. Have them do a good de-shedding and tell them you mm -hmm. want your dog de-shedded and if they do it properly you know what's going to happen mm -hmm. you're going to have a dog that's going to be hair free well i shouldn't say hair free because shedding is a natural process but it'll definitely slow it down where it'll make mm -hmm. you happy and your dog will be much happier too oh okay that's why yeah, that's that. That's why. That's that's. It's one thing that I, I I wouldn't recommend doing. It's um, it just you know what? It's not fashionable. It doesn't look good. And um, you know what? You sound like that. You're an attractive lady there that wants your dog to look good walking next to you. Well, you know what? If you shake down, it's not going to be as attractive as you are. Oh, okay. Hey, thanks for the call, okay. today, son. Thank well, you very much. Have a good day. You too. One eight six six four zero five. 8405 to connect with the Dream Team right now. Hi everybody, this is Frankie Avalon and I love animal radio. Keep listening. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts. Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Dr. Debbie's here. She is answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani is here. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. And of course, Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom. You know, soldiers come home from the military and they have a tough time making a transition. Well, they're not the only ones that have a tough time. Retired military working dogs do as well. Oh. And they're not getting the benefits that they deserve. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Hey, Vlad, how are you doing? Good, 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 good. I don't know whether my Mika is. She, probably she is somewhere around the corner of the studio. Let me. Mika, Mika, come over here. You want to be on the show? Mika, come on, babies. Come. Oh, Where here. is she? You want to be here. on the show? Here she is. Right? <laughs> okay, she's here. Okay, Mika down. <laughs> show can can be start. Ask Mika if we can go to the phones. Mika, Mika, can we go on the on the phone right now? Yes. She says right. it's okay? Good. Yes. Okay. That's she good. said that's fine. Hey, Scott, you've been pre-approved by Mika the dog to uh, come on the air here at Animal Radio. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? What's going on? I have Lottie right here for you. Okay. Vladi so and, and Mika, uh, Scott. I'm sorry. a dog that we got as a rescue. She's actually delivered to us on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, we're guessing somewhere between three and four years old and either a Beagle Blue Healer mix or a Beagle Jack Russell. Um, okay. She has a rather annoying habit where she has to has to be touching you with her front paws. Generally, that involves standing on your chest or punching you in the face. Wow. Okay. That could be that could be hunting instinct for your breed, or could be at calls we call uh, in behavior animal behavior is compulsive disorder, or uh, or or trying to get uh, you know um, I would say demand for the attention by all means. You like it or not, it let me get the attention by all means. So this is one of the, of the three things. Here is the solution. Solution always can be proactive and reactive. And you know what? It works together best. So for proactive approach, I would like to give your dog 
some work to do. So because it's uh, like a hunting breed uh, or a mix of the breeds that requires some physical and mental activities, why not get your dog to the backyard and uh, make sure maybe your dog will chase some toys. You can have a few of them, toss one, the dog gets it, and uh, I don't care brings it or not, you show her another toy and toss it in different direction and keep the dog run back and forth with constant changing speed in directions. That's how they get most usage of their muscles. It's not like a scat, like a, when I start to talk about the physical exercise, thousands of people in this country start to tell me, oh no, no, laddie, we're exercising, we're exercising our dog. Uh, okay, how? Oh, I know what they will say. Well, we, t- we take our dogs for the few miles walk. Oh yeah, oh, okay. where you go? You know, first of all, it's it's the dogs taking them for a walk. You know, in America, basically, dogs walking the people <laughs> rather than people walking the dogs. And uh, believe it or not, Scott, if the dog walks with you and you walk him and he is uh, slightly behind, because I believe in the relationship with a human lead and uh, dogs that follow, because I see a lot of problems happen when it's vice versa. So if the dog is walking with you, on your left-hand side, you know the rules, yeah? Dog on the left, uh, boyfriend, uh, girlfriend, uh, everyone on the right. So as you walk with your dog, and she's not allowed to sniff, pee, poop, unless you say okay or play, you know, and just to walk through the structures with you at your left-hand side, through the streets, um, being attempted to sniff, to, to just, you know, and don't tell me, oh, why don't I take the dog for a walk? She needs to sniff. You know what? You're hunting dog. You allow your dog to sniff one thing. The dog will mark and sniff and poop and everywhere, but you, you, you're, not, you're never going to enjoy your walk. There is the time for play, for exercising, but if you say, let's go, baby, it means let's go. Anyway, if you go with your dog in these structures and she's thinking through the process, she's going to be tired probably... After 500 yards, that's all what she needs. So I would put this long long story short. So I would start with the structures. Structures involved, do physical exercises, get your dog in the backyard and toss the items and let her run back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with constant changing speed and directions. And after I will do mental exercise with your dog, I will put the collar and leash and um, you can watch animal radio video I show how teach the dog focus attention on you, how walk properly with attention on you, and, and uh, do one minute sit stay as much important. It will take as much energy, like one mile to run from the dog mind. So obedience training, Scott, it is meeting your dog's mental energy. So what I told you, if you... Ex- if you absorb physical energy from the physical stimulations and mental energy from the mental stimulations, your dog is going to be tired. And tired dog is the good dog. And also you establish language to communicate. Also you established your, uh, uh, your social position as authoritative figure. Now your words will have more meaning. And if, if after all of that, Scott, you still have this problem, I I don't think you will because, I mean, if I were you, if I do all the things, I have to give my dog some bone or something. She's going to lay down and just, you know, say, leave me alone, Scott. Like I said, she's a rescue, and she was actually found in a trash bag with four other dogs, and one, uh, two of them were alive. Uh, and she, I so, do, I have noticed that her behaviors are off. We have another dog. We have, we've had several dogs in the past and, uh, her, her behaviors do seem to be a little bit off. 
and uh, you know that's happening a lot with the rescue dogs because they found another they found the family which you they, she found you and she loved you and she afraid to lose you uh, that is why you know and, and you uh, my best uh, my best advice not create uh, more uh, separation anxiety and anxiety by giving her all attention and love and that's not going to help you need to little bit give her cold shoulder no welcome home celebrations uh, no grieving before they leave the house ignoring her a little bit maybe start to creating her in your presence when you're home don't put her in the crate when you're not home in the beginning because it could be dangerous but once you create her when you're in you can start to create when you're not there for for a few hours but start from very slowly so in other words you need to motion, uh, emotionally be detached from your dog and the physical and mental stimulation which I explained will work toward that goal you also can combine with some calming natural supplements if you can get them in the market all over just valerian or something tryptophan to calm her down flower essence works wonderfully as, as in conjunction also don't uh, forget about wonderful it's called thunder short thunder short it's really anti-anxiety remedy but at the end of the rope scott you can do everything what you can and you've done everything together and don't take anything out of content and uh, she will be much better but if you still don't like directly those problems just you have to tell her no and the best way for, to do it just google the product by name pet convincer convince convince pet convincer and basically if she does something bad push the button it's going to be like this one convincing air blast in that problem in the past so that's everything what you should have done to give yeah, first do what i explained you first and after do uh convincing air thank you scott thank you thanks for your call 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the dream team and who is the dream team you say well dr debbie she answers your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani from Animal Planet. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. It is toll-free for you right now. <laughs> you. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Celebrating seven years as the finest resource site for aging dogs, cats, and their owners, SeniorPetProducts.com provides the latest news, information, and products for the life of your pet. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything everything your aging pets need and our friendly support staff ready to answer your questions new customers enter promo code save 25 on our homepage or a checkout to receive 25 percent off your entire order the most trusted authority on all things senior pet seniorpetproducts.com this is judy from animal radio for months now i've been telling you about the stella and chewy's dog food now i want to tell you about their cat food made with 100 percent raw meat and just like all stella and chewy's products these dinners are made without grains fillers artificial preservatives colorings sugar or salt they come in four flavors chick chick chicken super beef delicious charming chicken and beef and yummy licking salmon and chicken visit their website at stella that's chewy's c-h-e-w-y-n Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. 
Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. It was an odd scene in a Honolulu courtroom recently. Dogs of all sizes, even a spotted rabbit named Roxy, were among those gathered to watch as Governor Lingle signed a pet-oriented bill into law. The law allows residents to leave a trust fund for the care of their pet. Sixteen other states have passed similar laws. The average amount left to a pet is $25,000, although in 1993, tobacco heiress Doris Duke left $100,000 to her dog. And Golden Girls actress Betty White's will is reportedly leaving all of her $5 million estate to her pets. Now that's a lot of dog biscuits. To find out if you can put your pet in your will, contact a local attorney. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. And let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Catch a tiger by my toe. My mother said pick this phone line because on it is Jan. Hey, Jan, welcome to the show. Yes, hi. I have Dr. Debbie right here. What's up? Hi. I have a six-year-old person. Hi. Uh, And she will not come to her name. What's her name? Her name is, I call her Sugar Baby. That might be it. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, how it is. She doesn't like the name. Oh, the animal communicator, Joyce, says that she doesn't like the name. (laughs) She's like, oh, too bad, huh? She doesn't answer to anything, anything at all. And I know she can hear because it's loud sounds and the doorbell and all that, and she runs. But Mm -hmm. she will not come to anything that I call her. The only time I can get her attention is uh, a shaker with treats in it. it. There you go. There you go. You just hit upon it. Cats don't respond and listen like a dog does. So, you know that there's an old saying that dogs will come when they're called and cats will ask you to leave a message. And it is so true. It is so true. Cats have to have a motivation because naturally they're just kind of that kind of critter that they hang back and say, what? You want me to do what? So we need to motivate her. Now, and Joy has just said, you know, if she doesn't care for the name, that's the other thing. So some, some general tips when you name a pet, whether it's a dog or a cat, we want to keep it short. So we want to have one to two syllables, you don't want to make it a very long, drawn-out name. Um, Uh Preferably, um, we try to end the name on a vowel, especially because that makes our voice kind of um, rise at the end. So we say Uh frisky, we say baby, and your voice goes up, and it helps to kind of keep their attention while you're calling them. And then we also Uh want to make sure you don't want to use anything that sounds like people's names in the homes or any bad words uh, (laughs) or Uh anything else Uh where it might sound like a command. So in a cat, you have a special situation because you have to get over this hurdle of motivation. And most things in the cat world rely and circulate around food. So that is the great motivator for cats. And I would encourage you, if you're, if it's important for you, for the cat to come when
when you're calling, then you work towards that by using food rewards. And mm-hmm. preferably that is done where you limit the amount of actual food that's available at that time. So you don't want a cat that can go up to the food bowl, graze, and say, oh, thank you, I'm quite full right now. I don't really want to perform. So you... Uh, cut back a little bit on the food or preferably do this uh, little play sessions, training sessions before you put that food down. Um, Uh And then use your command, come, um, start it off with her name, uh, hopefully something cute like baby uh, Snooky or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, I call her baby. Yeah. Okay. And then use the command and give the food reward afterwards. And it's, it takes a lot of time for cats to get this compared to dogs just because, you know, they kind of lose interest. Um, but you want to make sure you pair it with food, pair it with food and preferably something really yummy, tasty. Those treats that you wouldn't give normally, you give when you want to work with her and her name. Uh, and you can, you can even do clicker training for cats, believe it or not. Um, if, uh, if you work on it, but, uh, I, I think I want to go back to joy and, and, uh, you know, Maybe this cat, Joy, does she have a suggestion on what she wants her her, her name to be? Well, she wouldn't mind the baby thing, um, but she wants something that's a little dignified. The other thing she's really wanting is she wants you to understand that she is not your servant, so she's not going to come at your beck and call. You uh-huh. are her servant. You have to remember that. <laughs> that is uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. And she says if you do give her something that's motivational enough for her, in other words, a big enough reason in her mind that she should come toward you, she will mm-hmm. do that, but don't mm-hmm. expect it unless it's a real good thing in it for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, the treat, and I, I don't give her many. What I've done is substitute a different cat food, the kibbles, instead of treats, because I, I end up giving her too many. And mm-hmm. so she loves them. She thinks they're a treat. So I just put it in the little shaker and and shake it, and she comes. That's her motivation. That's all that she's looking for. That's all she's looking for is a reason to come and not to feel like she has to respond just because you said so. Good luck with that. We have uh, four cats in the studio, and uh, one of them actually comes for its medicine. We can call. We can actually let the cat outdoors and call it to come like a dog. So, but then the other cats, they wouldn't give us the time of day on the bed. Yeah. Good well, luck with I, I know um, my daughter's got a couple cats, and they all come to their name. Mm. Yeah. She's lucky. She's lucky. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can work this out. Let us know how it works out. We're we're curious to find out if Dr. Debbie's advice really works or not. Thank you so much. Thanks, Hal. Voice of confidence there. Thank you. Take care. Of course it does. She is our vet, by the way, and we trust her implicitly with your animals. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with our dream team. We have Joyce for Joy. Hi, Joyce. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. What can I do for you today? Um, I have this big white cat, Harley, and um, he peed in my bed when I was in it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yes. And I'm trying to figure out what the heck that was. Okay, well, as you were saying that, he was saying to me, yes, I did. Like, he was just <laughs> very pleased with himself that he had done that. He says, you've infringed. Does that tell you anything? He's being a cat of few words. Uh, no, I, I don't. I cater to him, I think. I mean, he says, well, go- you do normally, but you missed something. I missed something. Yeah, and he's wow. kind of waiting to see if you can figure it out because he really doesn't want to have you be so, in his thought, unaware of things that you didn't get what you missed. 
Well, does he have to be so secretive? Could he give me a clue? <laughs> <laughs> he can't believe that you would be unfocused or unattentive or he doesn't know what word he wants to use quite right there enough that you would have missed what you missed. Wow. Really? Yes. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Oh, was he sleeping on the bed with you in the middle of the night? Yes. Sometimes he has trouble sleeping through the night. And he'll do this wah, wah, wah thing. And then I'll say, go to sleep, go to sleep. And then he usually goes back down. Sometimes he goes from window to window and does a prowl check. But then he goes to sleep. So it was pretty much, it was pretty much the same deal. It was just wah, wah, wah. And then go to sleep. And then all of a sudden he's scratching on the bed because he peed. Something about when you were sleeping, the way you were sleeping, you rousted him. Now, I don't know if you rolled over and you kind of got too close to him, or I don't know, he's not showing me exactly what you did, but he shows me sleeping, and then all of a sudden it's like you pushed him or poked him or something, then he jumped up, and then he started the rah, rah, rah thing, and you weren't getting it, you weren't saying you were sorry, and so he peed. (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) So, does he have any suggestions to keep from doing that, because it's unacceptable he says well he doesn't and by that by the way he thinks you mean to keep you from poking him or rousting him to wake him up yeah (laughs) and he says he doesn't know you've never done it before so he's just not sure what that was all about oh but he did want you to know that that just was not going to be okay with him Okay with him? Oh my gosh, that's not okay, Harl. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm, I'm right. I'm right back. It's not okay with me. Like, so what I would do if I were you, Joyce, I would tell him how sorry you are that you unintentionally made him get up, and you really are sorry about that. And I'm telling him the same thing, by the way, while I'm telling you, and I okay. want to remind him that he does this with you all the time when he wakes up and does his rah, rah, rah thing and then does his prowling around and whatever. So that's why you always tell him, go back to sleep. And he's thinking about that for a second. And he's looking at me in my head and he's going, really? And I'm saying, well, think about it, honey. You were asleep. She did something, woke you up. She's asleep. You do something, wakes her up. And he just said to me, oh, he never saw it as being the same thing. Ah, so he says he ah. should, I should apologize to you for him peeing on the bed. He's a funny cat. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, he wants okay. to say he loves you. Okay. All right. Thanks, and Joy. You're very welcome. Well, have a great day, Joyce. Thanks. Bye-bye. You handled that very well, Joy. I would have gone over and, and like you said, I would have peed on the cat's bed, but uh, I'm glad. one 405 <laughs> Man, Joey, I don't know what you're doing, what kind of diet. I don't know if it's the Atkins diet or whatever it is. You are looking svelte. I'm trying. I really am. I mean, um, I am close to like 26 pounds down. Wow. And I'm back in the gym. Is that safe? I'm back in the gym. On well, it's 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 been it's been eight weeks now or, or more. So, Good. Yeah, I mean, when you got as much weight as I as I do, you got to lose. It comes off quick in the beginning. Okay. Well, ah, you, it's you those last it. few pounds that never come off. Let's see. Oh, okay. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pets Day. The dog days are every day with Pets Day. It's available exclusively from Imperial Palace and the Rio Resorts in Las Vegas. 
Thank you. PetState provides unique in-room amenities for dogs, including food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, and dog treats, and that ever-infamous specialty room service menu. Check out Caesars.com slash PetState Las Vegas to learn more. Name That Tune was one of my favorite shows on television. i got to tell you right now, it is now in Las Vegas. It is at the Imperial Theater at the Imperial Palace. And you, as an audience member, can participate. Can participate. I do that in the car all the time. But you just I'm listen just... to the first note. Yeah, and try to guess it. Name that tune in yeah. three notes. Did you ever watch that, Joey, as a kid? Yes, I did. And we played it. I remember we played it in third grade <laughs> in Mrs. Madigan's room. And I named Mary Had a Little Lamb in three notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're on Animal uh... Radio. Check it out. Name the tune. Starts tonight going through the 31st of March. Tickets start at $29.95, but you can walk out of there with thousands of dollars in cash. There's a $10,000 cash prize. There's a cruise. There are cars. Wow. A lot of fun. And, of course, Vegas, that's what it's all about. Bring your dog to Caesars Palace, Paris, Planet Hollywood, Harris, Flamingo, Bally's, Rio, Imperial Palace. All of those places are the pet stay. Take care of the pet stay program and take care of your pet. Thank you guys for sponsoring Animal Radio. We love you. Here's a big sloppy kiss. Concierge desk, this is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Flamingo, Bally's, and Harrah's Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash PetStayLasVegas or call 800-427-7247. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, if you've got a dog, you probably talk to him. And a study in current biology reveals that dogs pay attention to what we say and how we say it. The study used eye tracking techniques that's similar to methods that they use to evaluate babies. Josef Topol of the Hungarian Academy of Science concludes that dogs indeed read our facial expressions and just don't rely on verbal commands, pretty similar to six-month-old babies who exhibit the same behaviors. He contends that the interactions become part of their social development. For instance, humans kneeling on the floor to play with their dogs, they'll notice more direct eye contact and subsequently more of a desire on the dog's part to communicate than if the human just throws a toy without direct eye contact with their four-legged companion. So what you want to do is get on the floor and... Bark like a dog. If you want to keep your dog's attention and you spend a lot of time talking to them, keep talking to them. It really seems to work, and it makes the bond between dogs and humans even stronger. They've got four legs, cold, wet noses, and tails that often wag furiously. Yet the Defense Department classifies its working dogs as equipment. And this has become a problem. Advocates for the four-footed troops want it to change. When you lose a military working dog, you can't just take another one off the shelf, said Debbie Candle. She's founder of Military Working Dog Adoptions. They're not that easy to replace. Candle said that she thinks the labeling of working dogs as equipment came by default. There are a couple classifications, manpower and equipment in the military, and they're not manpower, so they fall into the equipment category. Well, once they retire... 
They're classified as excess equipment, so they don't do anything with them. They're kind of set to the side. The result is that retired military dogs don't get the benefits they deserve, especially transportation home, medical care, and commendations. And Debbie would like to see this change. When the dogs are on active duty, they're treated like royalty. There's no handler that would ever call a dog a piece of equipment once they've worked with them. So she'd like that to change so they can get their medical benefits just like a soldier and get treated properly. Well, there is a Scottish woman who is getting some complaints from her neighbors. This woman sounds like me. The Scottish Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals because of her unusual roommate. According to the Daily Mail, Stephanie Noble has moved her pony named Grey Lady to into the downstairs section of her house in Stornoway. The 65-year-old explains that she has braced the ceilings, added extra gates, and turned her kitchen into a grain store, all of which she says has made Grey Lady 2 very happy. Of course. But the neighbors are a little upset because the pony's been eating their plants and the SSPCA feels the living arrangements are inappropriate. Yes, you should not be sleeping with your pony. But Noble isn't budging. She admits the situation is not ideal, but it's uh, safe and secure. And I'm sure that likes that, you know, that pony likes to be able to go in the fridge whenever it wants. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age three? And the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000. Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution. And no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. This is, this is a truly incredible story we're about to uncover right here about a young girl, three-year-old girl, and she was found using a microchip. No, her parents didn't take her in to get <laughs> microchipped. That's right. what most people think, yes. But it's quite an intriguing story, and we wanted to get Adam Goldfarb, the director of Pet Care Issues for the Humane Society of the United States, on the phone. Adam, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. So tell us this incredible story. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, basically, this little girl went missing, um, and her dog was with her. Now, we don't know if she left and the dog followed, or if the dog left and she followed, or the parents were asleep, and so she was missing, and local law enforcement found her, but of course, being three years old, she was not able to tell them where she lived, but luckily, since the dog was with her, and the dog had been microchipped, uh, an animal control officer scanned the dog and was able to use the, the information in the microchip to find the girl's address and reunite her with her parents. Wow. Wow. That is incredible. You know, we hear all these stories about microchips reuniting animals, and I think this is the first time, probably for you too, that you've ever heard it reuniting a human. Yeah, that's right. You know, we do hear every month or so, there's some amazing microchip story about a pet who's been lost either for a number of years or maybe shows up a thousand miles from home. But this is the first case that I know of where a person was returned home thanks to a pet microchip. Now, wasn't this dog recently rescued? Yeah, and I think that's such a fantastic part of the story, too, is the dog was recently adopted from the animal shelter. So I 
think the dog has sort of you know earned his spot in the family in, in a very <laughs> short period of time. He's a hero dog, is what he is. Yeah, a great story, and uh, it actually look at the hairs on my arm oh, when, look I, at you when now. I hear this. I want to know how the police put that all together and said, okay, this is how we're going to uh, find this this child's parents. Yeah, you know, I don't know for sure. My best guess would be that since the dog was with the girl, they called animal control just to handle the dog, uh-huh. and probably the animal control officer said to himself, well, you know, let's see if the dog has a microchip, and sure enough, the dog had a microchip. Very good. So just another reason to get your animal yes, microchip. Yes, add that to the list. I mean, microchipping is great. I think, you know, a lot of people, it's still sort of a new idea for, but microchipping is it's safe, it's permanent, effective and, and it's fairly inexpensive yeah let's break some myths there's a myth that there's all kinds of different microchip scanners and that you have to have certain kind of microchips in order for them to work what is the real deal on that yeah you know there used to be when microchips first started to come out in the united states there were different companies that were operating on different frequencies and there were different scanners and there were some lawsuits between different companies but that's basically all been straightened out. You know, a lot of shelters and veterinarians now have universal scanners. So, yeah, a microchip is a, a much more reliable form of identification than it was, you know, even just 10 years ago. We also heard the rumor or the myth that these microchips can cause fibro-induced sarcomas. There were a lot of studies on that, but most of the studies were done in rats and mice. And, mm-hmm. and for anyone who's ever had a pet rat can tell you that they, they get cancer. They get tumors quite a bit. Um, and in, in cats and dogs, we, you know, we really don't see it. You know, I can't say it'll never happen, but it's pretty rare for a cat or a dog to get some sort of cancer from a microchip. It's worth the risk. Yeah, the benefits the outweigh benefits, the risks. Yeah, yes. certainly. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even in Europe, where microchips are much more widely used, they have very, very rare incidents of, of cancer related to microchips. Myth number three, Big Brother will know everything I'm doing if I get my dog microchipped. <laughs> no, you know, microchips are not a low-jack system. You cannot, for example, if you have a, a pet who's microchipped and they get lost, you don't just pull up your computer and, and track them. Um, you know, they don't have a, a power source that, you know, emits uh, a signal that tells where they are. The only time microchips give out information is when they're scanned. Uh, so you have to have a scanner in order to read the information on the microchip and even then, the only information that it gives you is an ID number. So that way you can trace the company and, and then eventually the, the owner of the pet. Do you suggest people have more than a microchip? Should they, I mean, they're animals, do they have collars also? Yeah, definitely. You yeah. know, microchips are wonderful, but still, a collar and ID tags are the best way to ensure that your pet returns home safely. As wonderful as microchips are, since they're permanent, um, you know, if a neighbor were to find your lost pet, Unlikely your neighbor is going to have a scanner handy, but if your if your pet has a collar with tags and they can read the tag, get your phone number or your address, and, and return your pet right away. Myth number four is that I can't change my address uh, on the microchip, or if I give the animal to somebody else, they, we can't change the information for them. No, absolutely untrue. Um, but you do bring up a, an important point, which is once you do get your pet microchip, it's important that they're registered uh, with the company, and you want to update that information as you move. Um, you know, in today's fast-paced, computerized world, it's easy enough to update your information. So if you move or if you do end up giving your pet to someone else, very easy to update the information connected to the microchip. Very good. More reasons to get that microchip. Director of Pet Care Issues at the Humane Society of the United States, Adam Goldfarb, joining us. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. We're going to head back to the phones, one 405 8405 
This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. It's 100% raw meat. And these dinners are made without grains and fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. And, you know, they've had this dog food for a long time. This last year, they've introduced this cat food. And I'm wondering, Joy, what do our cats think of this food? Well, I know that they, your cats really like it. And I know I have two, too. My cats are Mercury and Venus. And they've always been eating the dog food. So they're thinking it was just way time for them to get their own food. If you'd like to test a sample of Stella and Chewy's, we'd like to send you a sample. All you got to do is send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, the address over at the website. And please tell us whether you want a cat sample or a dog sample. Or even both. Yeah, we can send both. both. Remember, the more stamps you put on that envelope to the more samples you'll Stop get it. back what don't do that <laughs> Just put one one stamp on there and i'll i'll take care of you. you'll cover the rest yeah. boy that judy she's one generous gal stella and chewies check out their website stella or check out our website to get the address for the free sample at animalradio.com <laughs> that of course is mika Vlade's dog. What is she saying? She's saying, uh, where's the cats? Hey. I want to play. <laughs> but that's her, her the best show, honestly. That's what, uh, you know, every time when she's around, she's just looking for your cat here. <laughs> Hey, it's Vinnie Penn, the party animal. Hey, Valentine's Day, all right? We're all excited about Valentine's Day. Well, no, that's a lot. I don't even know. You can tell that I riff when I do these. When I, I'm really not excited about it at all. But the funny thing that I wanted to tell you is I actually saw Valentine's Day cards for your dog or cat. Um, Did I miss the primetime live special? Did I miss the, 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 the breaking news that you can now teach your dog or cat to read? Really? Who came up with this? Who's the lunatic that came up with it? Who's the lunatic that's going to buy it? And then do they, like, read it to their dude? They bend over to the dog. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I love my dog, and he loves me, too. What is go Valentine's Day cards for your pet? I mean, I understand my dog, Cruiser, rest in peace, Cruiser. I remember once I got him a heart-shaped, uh, you know, biscuit snack for for Valentine's Day, but I don't know that I would get him a card, even if it was like a scratch and sniff of another dog's butt. Mini Pen, Party Animal, Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. 
Provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once-a-month application. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours on cats and dogs. Canine Advantage 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer. It's Animal Radio. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405, all here at your beck and call. And if you could see the studio now. Please. Packed full of animals in the studio. I I said, come on, everyone, bring your animals in. And they did. (laughs) This is the first time Miles has been in the studio looking good. This, of course, is Joey Volani's dog, so uh, you got to expect it to look good. All we need is a monkey now. No, don't say that. (laughs) Cow's enough. Speaking of monkeys, let, let us bow, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Dogfather Joe. I'm sorry, Mr. Do- Joe Dogfather? I don't know what you want me to call you now. <laughs> just, just forget about it. Let's forget just about, forget it. about it. about it. And winterizing your pets is our tip of the week brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. Don't forget you can get 25% off your entire purchase by putting SAVE25 in the promo code box at SeniorPetProducts.com. And uh, I just got my car winterized. How about your pet? You know what? You, you need to have your pet winterized. A lot of people don't realize it. A lot of people, for, for whatever reason, think that you can put your dogs out in the cold weather and, 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 and they're going to be fine. And they do have a little probably a little bit more tolerance um, to the elements than we do, but not much more. I mean, they'll get frostbite and, 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 and cold just like we do. And what you want to do is you want to make sure when you're going into the winter season. Now, I know I'm doing this late, and the reason why I am is because we so far had such a mild winter, and then all of a sudden, bang, it got cold. The first thing you want to do is, if you if you have a dog and they're knotted, now the dogs that get knotted generally are your long-haired dogs, Maltese, Shih Tzus, Afghans. Those dogs come around Thanksgiving time if they're knotted, get them clipped down at that point in time. So by the time the, the end of December comes rolling around, they have some coat on them. The dogs like the um, northern breeds, like your um, Samoyas, your Chow Chows, your Pomeranians, and those type of dogs that have double coats, what you want to make sure is they go to the groomer and they they get a complete, they get a good de-shedding. Now, the reason why people are going to say, well, if I de-shed my dog, am I not taking hair away from and taking that protection away? Before we domesticated the dog and they were running around, they were almost de-shedding themselves by going through brush, by rolling on the ground, and the hair that would needed to come out would come out. Now, because they're all couch potatoes and most of them, you know, aren't working dogs anymore, we have to help the process along. And I've spoke about this many times, but you want to make sure that they go to the groomer and the hair that, that needs to come out comes out. Now, what that's going to do is that gonna, that's going to help build a good foundation of undercoat and a strong top coat. And what that's going to do is keep the dog dry and warm because it's going to keep the, the warm air to the body. And, and that top coat's going to come real, is, is going to grow over real nice, strong and tight. And it's going to keep the dog protected from the elements, whether it be, you know, light rain, snow. If your dog is, is a house dog, most of the time, no matter what you do to the dog, this 
still going to be cold going outside. So you need to go out. You need to get your sweaters, your coats, um, some dogs that wear boots. You don't have to spend a lot of money. If you if you like my wife, you're going to go to Nordstrom's and you're going to get the fabulous <laughs> fakes. I mean, if you look at this, Miles has this fake I was gonna say. mink coat. It's and it's fake. It's fake for it's not real. But he has a mink coat that cost me more than my coat cost. <laughs> the other thing I do want to say because I almost forgot about this is your dog's feet. If their pads are not knotted, there's no knots in the pad. I leave hair in there because it'll protect it from the twigs and everything getting in. Oh. So make sure you tell your groomer, winterize my dog, okay? And you go out and you look fashionable and you got a great looking dog that's happy. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think Ladybug <laughs> wants to be winterized. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hey, Mika. Mika's so cute. Mika, Mika, do you like today's show, Mika? Right? She loves it. <laughs> she is so well behaved, especially around uh, Ladybug, the studio stunt. They're so yeah. cute together. Does Mika help you? Does she go out with you? Yes, uh, Mika is like a model dog. When she comes with me, she's fulfilled many purposes. Purpose number one, she showed my clients how the dog must looks like after the training is complete. Number two, she is encouraging the kids of the family to work with their existing dogs. Because, you know, kids in the beginning resisting a little bit to the dog training because they believe that uh, their dogs need just to run around and they don't like maybe some of them schools on their own and now they believe the dog is going to suffer through the being in the school. But what we're doing with the Mika, uh, Mika's playing with them in hide and seek. So the kids tell Mika sit, Mika down, and after they, Mika, allow, uh, they allow them to sniff their body and uh, they run around and hide somewhere in the home. Uh-huh. And Mika finding them a lot of fun. And after I say, look, you want your dog to be trained like this? Here's the work to do. Hey, listen, I got a couple more emails for you, Vlad. Let me grab them. By the okay, way, go ahead. you can email us at your voice at animalradio.com your voice at animalradio.com and uh, you can also tweet us tweet us your questions over at uh, Twitter Animal Radio is uh, our Twitter address so this is this one comes from Gloria she says we want the puppy to sleep with us but we're afraid it'll fall jump off the bed and get hurt <laughs> Gloria you are afraid from for, for the wrong reason what you should have be afraid because you allow your puppy sleep with you in your bed you giving your puppy equal rights and equal privileges remember oh, any yeah. behavior yeah any behavior problem in the dog world starts when you're giving them too much rights and too much privileges because dogs do not speak in English they don't preach democracy they don't share American values so <laughs> so if you will treat the dog that way like a human that dog will eventually treat you as the dog. Oh, okay. So no, you shouldn't be in the bed at all, I guess what you're saying. 
No, I no bets unless your dog is such a unless your dog have no other issues unless your dog is just canine angel comes to you on the first command walking perfectly uh, greeting the people nicely no aggression whatsoever for the people or other dogs you know it's okay people to treat the dogs as the humans but before that. They must be treated as the dogs. Look, hell, some people must be treated as the dogs uh-huh. before you can start treating them as the humans. I'm meeting those people almost every day. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We're not politically correct show. I know that. You, but I you, say you the truth it like as it is. it is. Yeah, I like that. I say it as it is. Make the people laugh. Make the people be happy. Some of them angry. Some of them sending us emails. But so what? Our producer loves it. So make our day. Send us more bad emails. Okay. This comes from Bob and Bulton. He says, our older dog keeps growling at the new puppy like he's going to attack it. What should we do? Uh, the, the, the number one in this particular situation to understand the three key of changing the pattern, which is sleeping together, eating together, and working together. That would create social bond, like among the humans. See, if you eat with your Judy, sleep with her, what? And, uh, you know, playing with her, <laughs> you know, working with her, that's what you do, guys. Yeah. You know, you have a great social bond. So, I mean, the, my, my first suggestion would be uh, put the two crates next to each other. Make sure that they're sleeping together. Make sure I would feed them or in the crates or one dog in the crate and second dog is out of the crate. Not forever, for a while. And working together, what I mean by that. If you have a very little puppy, you cannot train him a little bit, so you can train your big puppy in the presence of the little one. Let the little one run around the house, your kitchen, and put the collar and leash on the second one and make the dog walk, do sit-stay by doing this. you telling your old one that the small one is the precious of yours, and you as the pack leader don't want him to harm your little guy or girl and he will respect you because you're becoming authoritative leader listen in nine out of the ten cases even if the older puppy growls on the little one they see I mean, i'm talking about the uh, age wise mm-hmm. they're not gonna they're not gonna bite because puppy up to four months have a puppy license we call it puppy <laughs> license yeah it means it, older dog knows they sniff their butts they know their puppies and uh, they are not touching them you know that's that's important and people please do not get two female dogs no matter what no two bitches in one household you cannot. So, <laughs> <so> what? <laughs> you well, told me I can say what? I'm advocate here for, for a minute. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm seriously. I mean, if somebody calls me and say, well, Vladim, I have recently, I have to tell you, it's a very cute story. I have a police officer from one of, uh, from Orange County, very nice guy, and he had a Yorkie. And, uh, his wife is so sensitive. And we barely, and the Yorkie was biting police officer and biting his wife. Of course, I asked him where was his gun when I first came time. <laughs> Little Yorkie, big tragedy for the family. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we got that Yorkie under control. The Yorkie now, I mean, the Russians was in town. Democracy was over, of course. We made that dog work and showed who is the boss, addressed the root cause of the problem. 
not American trainer's way to lick the dog's butt, but kick the dog's butt, I would say, in a canine way. You know, the dog became canine, canine angel. We stabilized the situation. I cannot believe it. I, I can't, they even afraid to tell my assistant. I came to their home, uh, just as follow-up visit, and they said, Vladi, you'll be very mad. A police officer felt very unsure to tell me or not, but I've got for my wife Christmas puppy. I took a deep, deep breath and I asked, I hope it's not female. He said, no, it is female dog. Oh, and, 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 my, and my big dog is already attacking that little dog. Oh, my gosh. What can I tell you? Please, people, listen, professionals. If you're unsure, give us a call or shoot us a mail. We are always here to help. Your voice at AnimalRadio.com is the email address here. And don't forget, you can Twitter us over at Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team. Judy's screening calls right now at 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, animal communicator Joy Turner, groomer Joey Volani, or Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. Also on the show today, we're going to be talking a little bit about petscaping, making your front yard, your backyard, whatever yard look great and also be pet friendly, you know, so the pets can have fun out there. And then also we're going to be talking to Greg from Nudicles because Dr. Debbie, she's had a uh, an interesting week at the office and we'll be talking <laughs> rump and testicles. You actually did a testicle implant this week with Nudicles, is that correct? Oh, yes, I'm I'm proud to say it, it came off successfully. <laughs> Good. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Let's start at the show with my friend Mark here. Hey, Mark. Mark Tuchel, ladies and gentlemen, the author of Living Sober Sucks, still on tour with his five dogs. And uh, they're all neutered, aren't they? Yes, they are. Uh, even the females. <laughs> I don't think you were supposed to neuter the females. Uh, that's well, you a- can I, I, I got a huge discount on it. <laughs> You're not the kind of guy that would uh, use nudicles on your dogs, would you? No, I wouldn't. And and I guess is, uh, my curiosity is why why must they be removed? Why can't it be very similar to like a, guy, like a human, human procedure where you just you know snip the bass and then uh, do some sort of uh, cauterizing? Well, the answer is because in male dogs the problems are are the hormones effects on the body. So that testosterone still makes that doggy want to run out that door and go after the girls getting hit by cars. It also still drives and feeds the prostate. So they'll have... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I have a solution to that, I'll tell you. <laughs> Come over here. <laughs> what, what, a cold shower? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's what she was talking about. <laughs> no, but I mean, as far as the testosterone, it basically feeds the other problems in the body where we'll have uh, prostate enlargement, um, and it can even you know lead to testicular cancer. So there's a lot of health benefits there. Behaviorally, there's immense reasons... Um, why we want to remove that tes- source of testosterone. So, All right. No, no. That, I mean, because uh, as the discussion came up, I thought, huh, well, why don't we, why aren't they just snipped uh, as opposed to being removed? That's, and, uh, that's a good question. My question. That's a very me. good question. I know that's not why you called, though. <laughs> no, it isn't. Actually, uh, the uh, a different curious question is, was, uh, you know, are, are, are dogs or, or, well, specifically dogs, are they left-handed or right-handed? And the peculiar reason I ask this is I've noticed, you know, I have five dogs, and they all have their own little routine when they're looking for a drop zone. 
and most of them will do their routine clockwise. And I have one of them in specific that does his routine counterclockwise. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Why? You know what? That's, that's a great question. And I have pondered this myself as I've watched my male dogs hike the leg to the right or the left. And the, I think the, the real answer is we don't know. But I do believe that there is probably some right-handed and left-handedness to some of their behaviors. Um, partly what they become comfortable with. Partly what they just, uh, you know, kind of repetitively do with time. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know that they're as hung up on, you know, right hand and left as us. Uh, Joy, can you give an insight? My boy dog is kind of ambidextrous. He'll go either direction, so I can't ask him what the difference is. Um, <laughs> tell me the name, Mark, of your boy that goes to the left. Uh, that would be Rommel. Oh, that explains that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, of all the dogs, yes, it's Rommel that has to do something a bit peculiar. Yeah, and that's the exact reason. It's because he's different. He's doing oh, it to, to separate himself, to be different from the rest of the pack, apparently. Yeah. I hope that it uh, enlightens you. I hope you get some rest tonight, because I know you've been waiting <laughs> an entire week for that answer there. Uh, check it yeah, out. Yeah, I'm going I'm to sleep much better. Thank you. Thank you ever so much, Dr. Debbie. On tour right now, Mark Tuchel. The book Living Sober Sucks and, and a couple of other books, which, uh, you know, they're pretty good, too. But check out his website, livingsobersucks.com, and uh, keep keep us posted. We always want to know how those animals are doing and all the kind of quirky things that you're doing with them. Thank you, and thanks for, I mean, you guys, just thanks for all your help to always paying such close attention to my animals. And I, I know you leave me outside, but, yeah, my dogs always get treated so well from you guys. So That's thanks. because it's all about the animals here at Animal Radio. And now it's about your animals. Let's talk to you, one 405 8405 Dr. Debbie here answering your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Hey, we are having more fun than allowed by law, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 1-866-405-8405. That's your toll-free number to connect with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Animal communicator Joy Turner, groomer Joey Volani, or Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. And, of course, Miss Stacy Cohn. I've really got to take a trip to the U.K. I mean, the scenery's great there. Well, who wouldn't like that? But there's also the bars. The bars are unbelievable. In fact, they've even got a dog-friendly bar. The dog-friendly bars created this drink that's non-alcoholic, and huh. it features a mix of malt, hops, and meat extract. Wow. I don't think I'll be sharing it with my dog, <laughs> uh, but they also have munchies, too. They've got a Sunday roast that features cat gravy. I'm not sure it's the real cat gravy, but um, <laughs> they've named it that. Uh, it's all coming up on Animal Radio News. I can't wait. And now... It is time for our uh, sort of weekly segment that we do. We find out what's going on in Dr. Debbie's clinic this week. and Because, you know, <laughs> her, her clinic's in Las Vegas, Nevada. And let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, kind of a different place. It's uh, a lot of different <laughs> yeah. strange. But you have a lot of different animals that come in. What are you dealing with this week? <laughs> <laughs> you need some help? Because I know what you're dealing with. Oh dear me! You know how you know all about because I gave you a tip before we went yes, to the you segment. Did. Yes, you did. We are dealing with what I would like to say rumps and testicles. <laughs> You're not, apparently not able no. to say it. 
I am not. Rumps and testicles. Rumps and testicles. And we're very serious because she's a doctor. And let's face it, we can talk about rumps and testicles with a doctor. So what's going on with the rumps and testicles in the office there? Well, it's quite serious. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, <laughs> just cut his sound off so I can't hear. Uh, I'm going into the other room while she does this, okay? Okay. Oh, thank you, Hal. the studio. Okay. All right. Well, we were talking earlier about what I had going on, and we've had a couple different guinea pigs. You know, we've had a lot of guinea pigs coming through my office lately, and uh, we're having rump problems, mm. uh, specifically skin infections along the rump. Um, and so at our place, we kind of had the guinea pig spa day around here. Uh, let me make sure I heard that right. A spa day for the guinea pigs. Yes, yes. Well, you know, they have their needs. Part of it was medical, but part of it also was keeping them clean, fresh. And guinea pigs with these um, oil glands called the grease gland that they have right over the base of the tail, they produce this kind of thick, almost waxy stuff. And it's just kind of builds up in that area. Sometimes it'll crust up and it can actually lead to skin infections. And that's kind of what we were dealing with a couple of these critters real recently. And we see more problems with this grease gland in the male guinea pigs. Um, so that was actually what we we had were two boy guinea pigs that came through and uh, had to get them all cleaned up, shaved, clipped, bathed, nails done, um, all of the good stuff, and get that back in, in check for these guys. Mm, good, good. Glad to hear the uh, guinea pigs are doing much better now. They're over their rump dermatitis. Is that what you call it, rump dermatitis? Yeah, yeah, I call it rump dermatitis. And, uh, you know, it's, it can be not only just something that sounds, ooh, gross, because there's grease back there, but, you know, it's a real, it's a it's a health problem for these guys. So you got to take care of them. Okay. And, you know. Sometimes people bring in their pets for things that don't always seem as important. Uh, now, spaying and neutering, you know, we're advocates of that, sure. and I'm a huge fan of that. Um, and, uh, you know, we've heard of dogs having implants put in, specifically testicular implants. And recently we had a doggy come in where the owners had the request to take those boys out and put in the artificial boys. Um, and uh, so we did. Okay, so let me get this right. They were neutered, and Mm -hmm. when you neuter them, they lose their testicles. Correct. But the owner wanted the dog to have testicles, and so they put Mm -hmm. artificial testicles where the old testicles were. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And, you know, some arguments that people might have for this practice is that the dogs notice a difference when they're gone physically, that they they sense something is missing. So, you know, I, I... I personally don't care what the person's reason was. For me, it's all about whatever takes those people to do the right thing for their pet. And spaying and neutering is very important. Sure. So if it means, you know, it's better. Now, I'm not advocating putting breast implants in dogs. Sure. Uh, well, what I want to know, was it a, a male owner or a female exactly. owner? That was my question. Yeah. You know, it was actually a female owner. Wow, really? There is a male in the household. And you know what I'll tell you also? There is another dog that already has his set of implants. So, you know, is it testicular envy? I don't know. Maybe. This is actually a real deal. And you can check it out online. They're called nudicles. Now, how much did it cost for you to do this? How much are the testicles to begin with? And then the nudicles. And then how much does it cost for you to put them in? The surgical time increases. And there's a, you know, a kind of a surgical fee for implanting these. So that cost may be minimal. But I will tell you that the cost of the testicle implants can be crazy. And I was actually very surprised when I went to the website and saw that for a set of small little, like, you know, chihuahua testicles, 
bills um, in the like the lesser quality ones are maybe like 120 bucks. But this can get up to $600 for a set of silicone testicles. Now, if someone came in to say, will you put a bigger testicles in than came out, <laughs> would you do that? <laughs> Oh my God, hell. Um, I would probably say it would not be in the pet's best interest because, you know, you got to put it in there and there's also the body weight and, you know, it's just, um, yeah. Sure. No, I, I don't think we'd, we'd want that on a medical standing. Do you so. find that, that more people do this with larger dogs than they do with the smaller ones? I do, yeah. It seems to be a lot of the large, um, more active looking dogs, like the kind of the protection dogs of this particular one was a Rottweiler, but um, I've heard of uh, other places where We've seen it in German Shepherds um, and uh, Dobermans. Um, so, yeah, kind of that big, tough-looking dog, and you just don't want your friends to know your dog's neutered. I don't know. You're absolutely right, Doc. If it helps animals get neutered, go for it. We're going to put a link over at the website for neuticals. We've actually had the, uh, the owner on. Uh, can we get him on the show today? Cool. Okay. So you have the number of the guy who has the neuticals. We'll have him on the show today. Coming up before uh, the end of the show. Nudicles, fake testicles for your dog, right here on Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Cats on Deck. Cat containment is the easy part. Cats on Deck provides cat lifestyle enrichment while keeping your cat safe and contained in all types of weather. Many styles are customized, many styles or customized, easy-to-assemble enclosures on cats. Check out their many styles or customize your own to assemble... <laughs> Cats on deck. <laughs> you know, there's a whole hell of a lot of styles. Plus, you uh, you can customize your own one. Check out their many styles or customize your own enclosure at catsondeck.com slash AR. For Animal Radio. You can get a 10% discount if you go to catsondeck.com slash AR to get that 10% off now. I get it, but you got to put the code ANIMAL in the promo code box. But if you go over to the webpage, it shows you how to do it. And don't do it on a Thursday unless there's a full moon. <laughs> oh, boy. Hi, this is catsondeck.com, sponsors of this Cat Tip of the Week. Cat safety in high-rise buildings. We have all heard stories of cats surviving falls from several flights up, but there are far more who fell and didn't make it. Some cat owners believe letting their cats out on the deck of their high-rise building is a safe way to provide some fresh air and sunshine. After all, cats aren't stupid enough to jump, right? In reality, a good number of high-rise cat victims were focused on stalking moths, birds, or other irresistible objects on the balcony when a misstep, slip, or ill-timed pounce sent them over the railing. Using a leash or tether on an open balcony is not advisable either. A panicked cat dangling by the collar or harness could be strangled, badly injured, or squirm loose and fall anyway. The solution is an enclosure that is not an eyesore, easy to assemble, and take down should you move. Ideally, one that allows your cat to access the enclosure anytime via a pet door. Please visit catsondeck.com and see the selection of solutions we have for high-rise dwellers. Imagine a unique cat containment system for your home, apartment, or condo that's incredibly strong, lightweight, and easy to assemble. Cats on Deck has the answer. With their exclusive Instaclamp, you can quickly change configuration or size by connecting screened panels to each other in minutes. Cats are vertical creatures. With Cats on Deck, you can add shelves, ramps, tunnels, and even a loft. Visit CatsOnDeck.com today. Home of modular, lightweight, and strong enclosures providing superior lifestyle enrichment and a safe outdoor environment for your cat. 
You love cleaning the litter box? I didn't think so. Fortunately, with world's best cat litter, problem solved. It's the only litter that uses whole kernel corn to clump quick, scoop easy, and safely eliminate nasty pet odors. And because it's made of 100% natural ingredients, world's best cat litter is pet people and planet friendly. We offer a money back guarantee if you aren't completely satisfied. Find it at a store near you by visiting www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash animal radio. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. 1-800-850-4516. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. Space in the studio today, I'll tell you that right now. one 405 Whose dog is this? I don't recognize this dog. It's not Miles. It's not Lady. Is this your dog, Joy? Yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> Who is this? Let me, I, we haven't met Lo- yet. Logan is my boy, uh-huh. and Amira is my girl. Hey, Logan, come um, on here. Cuddly little dog. So yeah, cute. well, you can tell the difference because golden retrievers come in a couple of different kinds of coats, and Amira's is very curly, and Logan's is very straight. And that's how you yeah. tell the difference between the two, right? It's the easy way to do it. To have a mom that talks to all these animals all day, either they're jealous or they're afraid that everything they, they're thinking you know. <laughs> well, you know, we kind of agree that we all know what everyone thinks, so we're, we kind of play on an even playing field. Ready to go to the phones? You got some calls lined up, Judy? I do. Okay, it's for Dr. Debbie, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner, or Vladi the World Famous Russian Dog Wizard. We're answering your calls toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And this portion of Animal Radio is made possible by World's Best Cat Litter. Are you ready to solve your litter box problems? Well, why don't you switch to World's Best Cat Litter? It is the only litter that uses whole kernel corn to clump quick, scoop easy, and eliminate nasty pet odors. Pet odors. I can't say that. Pet odors. Pet odors. Pet owners? Pet odors. <laughs> or pet odors. <laughs> odors. <laughs> I'd like to get rid of some of those nasty pet odors. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed or your money back. Find it at a store near you by visiting www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash animal radio. And this call is for who? This, this is-, is for Dr. Debbie. We're going to go to line one. We have Randy. Hey, Randy. Hello. How are you guys? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm Hoping you guys can help me with uh, my cat problem. We are hoping so, too. All right. Let's go for it. What do you got going on there? 
We have a, I don't know what kind of tabby. She's just a white tabby type of cat. And we've had her for three and a half years now. And she's always been a great cat. We've never had problems with her. However, we got a puppy um, March of last year, a little mini pen, and brought her into the family. And ever since she came into the family, our one particular cat, whose name is Pink, likes to pee on everything. Pees in the cat box, but sneaks in the garage and pees in the gym bag or the kids' Ooh, toys. Fun. And it's only been since we got the puppy. She peed on the puppy? No, <laughs> not yet. Oh. <laughs> no, she, uh, say, she wow, sneaks into the garage. Cat. We've never had it's... a problem with her peeing anywhere, but it's only in the garage and mine and my husband's gym bag. Or okay. if she can't get to the garage, because if we lock the, it's the garage coming from our house into the garage. Um, or if she can't get to the garage, it's only at nighttime when no one's looking. She'll go in the kids' playroom and she'll pee in their tent. It's Ooh, not going to wow. take her long to pee on your puppy, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really the signal there. Okay, She's so really not happy with that dog. You have a dog, and do you have other cats as well? We do. We have two cats, and we have three dogs, and only the mini pen, the inside dog, who's inside all the time. And okay. it's only started since we got the mini pen. Okay. How many litter boxes do you have there in that house? We have two litter boxes, and they only seem to use the one, but we always keep two. Okay. Um, and as far as this kitty cat, anything else going on? Are we having any other kinds of aggression issues with the other kitties? Um, sometimes um, I can hear at night, sometimes him growling or her growling at our other cat. Um, but for the most part, I mean, no other aggression um, nothing else. I mean, that was just the only thing. And it had, you know, if we, like I said, if we lock the door to prevent it at night, if we remember to lock the door to prevent him or her from going into the garage, when we go to bed, she won't pee on anything. It just, it just happens if we forget to lock the door and she happens to get out there and okay. she'll pee. And it's only in that gear bag. No matter where we move it in the garage, she'll find it. Okay. So the, the big causes for cats to urinate inappropriately are medical causes and behavioral causes. So my first crusade is always to make sure we're not missing anything medical. So I would, if you have not taken this kitty to a vet, have her checked out, get a urine sample, make sure all is well in her urinary world. Um, we can have crossover of behavioral with medical causes. So we really need to make sure we're not missing that aspect of things. But from there, there is a lot that we need to address for this kitty. And when we introduce a dog into a cat household or vice versa, you know, we always hope that they're going to get along. But that old phrase that get along like cats and dogs sometimes has some serious truth. And there are very big differences. It's kind of like, you know, some women can get along really well with other females and others it's just like oil and water. So um, my fo- former college roommate. Uh, okay, won't go there. Um, so <laughs> let's just say that we need to work on making this kitty's environment more favorable for her. Now, dogs, things that cats don't like about dogs, they move fast, they make a lot of noise, and they disrupt a cat's peaceful world. So for cats that are having trouble in this situation, I recommend giving a lot of vertical escape to get away and to be superior to those dogs. Because cats, let's face it, they need to look down on dogs to say he may a little dog. Oh, wait, that was Vlade coming. Oh, my gosh. 
oh my gosh, he's infecting us all. Um, so we want to give those vertical escapes. Those are cat trees, um, perches for windows, ways that we can find a peaceful zone. Um, the other things we need to do is work on this litter box situation because we usually want one more litter pan than we do the number of cats in a household. And that number can increase even if you have other things like two floor houses. Um, if you have cats or dogs that go in or outside, we want to have them at different access points of the home. So a cat might avoid going to the normal litter pan if they have to go through a doorway or an area where, say, there's noisy children or a dog that might come chasing after them or annoy them. So we want to make sure that we have alternate litter box sites and make those so that they're in a quiet zone or they're away from the path of other animals and people. And preferably, I hate the lids. Take the lids off the gosh darn litter boxes. Cats do not dig those. Um, those are some of those basic things that we'll want to do. Now, for your dog, what we should do to kind of give your kitty cat a chance um, is to put a bell or some kind of uh, ringing uh, utensil on that doggy's collar. Give her a little heads up when that dog is coming around and give her the opportunity to seek out other avenues to get around the house or to get to the toilet if she needs to do that. Um, okay. And there are some other things we can do, pheromones to kind of help relax the kitties and do a natural calming. Um, but for me, I think it's all about really thinking about what cats like and don't like about dogs in their life and to recognize that they have special needs. It doesn't matter that the other cats get along with that dog. does not matter. It's a very much an individual thing. And, and Dr. And Debbie, I can tell you the whole time you've been talking, this dog has just been everything you've said. She's been responding back to me about because she knows I can hear her. And uh-huh. she wants to assure everybody it has nothing to do with the boxes. It has everything to do with that dog. That dog <laughs> is a flaming pain in her you-know-what. Oh, my. And she doesn't like the dog. She also thinks having a dog that lives inside is invading cat territory, and she's not happy about that either. Randy, your cat has quite an attitude. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean that that helps me out. All the you know, all the little things that we've talked about, and uh, uh-huh. we've tried in, in the beginning. We put up a little border to separate um, the front room from the back room, which the cat is most of the time to keep them from each other. And um, sometimes, you know, Tink comes out and lays right next to the dog. So I really didn't think it was more of an issue. She'll kind of sit there, and it's kind of like I could see her giving a dirty look. But, <laughs> Maybe try to keep her a little bit more separated from our cat and give her a little bit more of her space. I think that's a, a swell idea, and give her that little bit of quiet time uh, free from the dog in her world. Um, cats don't dig outings, but, you know, maybe a good cat spa day would be helpful. It always helps me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she kind of, it kind of makes sense because she used to be out and about, and the only time she actually comes out of the bedroom now, she just lays in the bedroom all day, is at nighttime when our little dog is sleeping and we put her in her box every night to sleep so she doesn't disturb the house but that's mm-hmm. the only time she's actually out and about and wandering around the house now is at night when the dog's asleep locked in a box where she can't go anywhere well i hope these ideas work for you and uh if uh if you need a follow-up we do follow-ups i believe we're the only radio show that does follow-ups and well, that's good. I know that would totally help, and um, I will talk to my husband. We'll get more boxes and put a little bell on our little penny and let the cat know that she's coming. And get, and get those vertical spaces. They love those. Uh, we put a bunch yeah, around I've, here. I, we, had a, we had a tree or the post, but they never really seemed to use them. She'd tend to hide in the closet, my husband's closet up top, and that was the only 
way she would hide from anywhere. She never really used anything or under the bed, um, which was really weird. We have lots of perches that she doesn't climb on. She hides under the bed or um, in my husband's closet. Well, we wish you the best of luck with that. Let us know how it goes, okay? Okay, thank you so much for your help. Have a great day, Randy. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with the Dream Team could be Vladi, Animal Communicator Joy Turner, Groomer Joy Villani, or Doctor Debbie Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom. Oxytocin is called the love hormone, and it was given to a couple monkeys. They started inhaling it, great, <laughs> and they liked each other a lot. Actually, more than uh, more than themselves, they became very generous, and now they're thinking of utilizing this oxytocin for humans, uh, humans that may have autism or schizophrenia. It's pretty interesting. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Somebody told me that about fifty percent of the drugs prescribed by your vet are people drugs. I suppose it's possible. <laughs> Came from my friends over at the Animal Radio Pets and People Drug Card. That's oh, what, there you go. That's what they're, I know these guys really close. And what, they, uh, what they're doing is they put together this card that if your animals are uninsured for medicines, they may not be uninsured for, for medical procedures, but for medicines, the actual drug is that your pharmacy, your local pharmacy can fill. We can give you this card. You can get 15 to 55% off. It's a free card, which is really cool. I, a lot of people have saved a lot of money. I've saved money on my human drugs because mm-hmm. you can use this for uninsured human drugs. So if you're uninsured, you don't have coverage for your medicines, get 15 to 55% off your medicines every time on this non-expiring card. It's the Animal Radio Pets and People Drug Card. Download it free. I'm sorry. Print it free. From the web, I'm supposed to say print it. Print it, yes. Download leads to all kinds of uh, visions. It's print it yes, free. Print it. Animalradio.com <laughs> website. Or if you don't have an internet connection, go ahead and give us a call. Toll free, 1 866 405 8405. And Judy will see to it that uh, you get a card immediately. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by... New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. Canine Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, I feel like I should be playing the song Love Shack in the background when I tell you about this. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with oxytocin, but they're calling it the love hormone, and it promotes greater kindness in monkeys, according to a new study, but they're hoping this will transfer into people. The study included two rhesus monkeys who were seated next to each other and trained to choose different symbols that either provided a squirt of fruit juice for the monkey itself, juice for the other monkey, or no juice at all. And in repeated tests, the monkeys had to make a choice. Well, after they inhaled a little oxytocin, that monkey next to him looked pretty good. The monkeys paid more attention to each other, and they were more likely to give the other monkey juice, even if they didn't get juice themselves, according to Duke University researchers. Oxytocin is currently being evaluated as a therapy for autism, schizophrenia, and some other disorders that are characterized by a lack of interest 
or caring about others, according to Michael Platt. He's a neuroscientist and director of the Duke Institute for Brain Sciences. The hormone appears to boost trust and social skills in patients, but it's not known how the process works or whether the effects are actually consistent over a long term. The type of research may actually help establish monkeys as good behavioral and pharmacological models for understanding oxytocin therapy. Well, there's a bar in the United Kingdom that's looking out for your best friend, man's best friend. The Daily Mall says that the branding villa has created a dog-friendly beer. Look, after you've given your dog a little oxytocin, you can go to the bar. The drink is non-alcoholic, features a mix of malt, hops, and meat extract. Manager Dave Carr says his dog doesn't actually like the drink, but several other dogs have enjoyed tipping a few back. But beer isn't the only thing dogs can enjoy at the Branding Villa. The bar also has created a dog-friendly menu. It includes chicken, eggs, and a Sunday roast that features none other than cat gravy. What dog wouldn't want that, right? There's a farmer in China. He says that two circus animals are teaming up to make his life miserable. Yi Shu tells the UK's Orange News that a monkey and a goat are sneaking onto his property taking vegetables. He says the monkey will stand on the goat's back to make sure that nobody's around. They've actually filmed this happening. Once the coast is clear, the monkey rides in on the goat and starts stealing the food. He says the problem started as soon as the neighboring circus brought in the animals. A spokesman for the circus admits that the animals aren't supervised following their performances and added that they've compensated Yi for all the damage. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at Animal Radio. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age three and the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000? Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution and no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z Oh, it's one of those days you're probably gathered around your fireplace with your animals, and it's hard to think about spring right now, but it is around the corner, and I'm, I'm actually forcing myself to think about spring because <laughs> I'm looking at Anchorage, Alaska, who's had uh, just an amazing amount of snowfall right now. A lot of, uh, a lot of people thought this was going to be a warm winter, especially on the East Coast, and then all of a sudden, boom, getting hit, getting hit with the snow there. And uh, Joey, I know that uh, you are big into your garden, and every year your wife sends us pictures of the garden. And the garden is fabulous. Is it a pet-friendly garden? That is my question. Can Miles go out in it and not get into trouble? Um, well, it's friendly that we put a fence up. Um, when we first moved in, we had a nice elderly Croatian gentleman who lived next door, and Buster ran out and 
grabbed by his pant leg and put him off a ladder. Ooh, um, so we had a, so we had, yeah, that's true. So we um had to put a fence. We had to put a fence up. Other than that, I mean, I don't think we have any poisonous plants at all. But no, I, I that's all I know. You didn't design it specifically for miles. What about you, Joy? What do you do with your garden? You live in a lot of land. Do you? Make I it- do actually. I have a lot of land here, and I'm in the process of landscaping the thing. It's you know, it's not a thing I do over one year. It's probably a <laughs> five or six year lifetime <laughs> kind of a thing. Ongoing. Ongoing, exactly. So um, I'm kind of like Joey. You know, I've got the plants that are okay for the animals, and I have places that I'd rather the dogs didn't go. So I'm all I'm all ears here. I need to know what to do to okay. pet friendly. Well, first of all, since I didn't give either one of you Christmas presents, I have a book here that well you'll like. It's called Petscaping: Training and Landscaping with Your Pet in Mind. And I'll be giving away copies of this book in just a couple of seconds here. But we decided we wanted to get the authors on Scott Cohn and Carolyn Doherty. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Are you a couple, or do you? Uh are you just work together on this book? Uh, <laughs> she, Carolyn's a family friend. Okay. Uh, probably one of my wife's best friends. And the concept of petscaping actually came about uh, over a dinner. Um, I'm a landscape designer and been designing landscapes for 25 years. And uh, Carolyn is a pet trainer. She's done a lot of TV commercials and training of animals for show business. And so, um, you know, I've been doing petscaping consultation for years helping clients out, trying to solve their problems with, with pets, especially dogs. But it's never just a landscaping solution. It's almost always there's some training issues in there, too. And uh, we started chatting about this and back and forth over dinner, and it's like, you know what? There's a book here. <laughs> drinks involved, I guess. Uh, there may have been some yeah. drinks involved. So you talk about creating pet-friendly zones. Now, other than not putting lilies out there or the poisonous plants, what makes a pet-friendly zone? There's a lot of things that make a pet-friendly zone. One, of course, is controlling areas where the pets are allowed to be, um, either with gates or fencing. Pet-friendly areas are, you know, have plants that aren't going to be poisonous to the dogs, that they aren't going to get sick eating, of course. And pet-friendly allows the pets to go through the yard on pathways and things like that without damaging, you know, our landscape and hardscape so that we can share the yard with our pets. Now, how many yards have you seen where the seems like the dogs have taken over that outdoor space and nobody entertains anymore. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right next door, in fact. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, ideally, in addition to all that, there are parts of the yard set up for the dog or other pets to do exactly what they want to do. And they're designed so they can tear them up, play, do some games, even do some digging. And it's all encouraged and and it's fine. And it's designed in such a way that it looks great, but the animal's having a good, great time out there as well. See, in designing my yard, I was always afraid to put a little area for my dog because I thought, well, then if she digs there, she's going to dig over here yeah, and dig over there and dig. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, and that's a, um, when it comes to training or dealing with issues with dogs, uh, you're not alone in thinking that about digging and thinking about that about a lot of different issues. Um, I've actually found with my experience that it's kind of the opposite. It's counterintuitive. If there's something your dog wants to do, but in general you don't want them to do it, you give them a place to do it, you give them a way to do it, whether it's digging, barking, tearing around at stuff. There's a time that you teach them in a place where it's okay to do it. They get praise, they get treats, they get fun with their owner, 
And that way, when you then correct them doing it other times or in places where it's not okay, it's much easier for them to take that correction and understand because they are getting that outlet in an approved place. So it's it's the location, not so much the uh, the substrate, because I would think the dog would say, okay, I could dig here, uh, I would dig over here, but there's, there's some of the same stuff over here. Why can't I dig in this? Well, one of the things that's important with, with all dogs, you've got all kinds of uh, different kinds of breeds. But, you know, some dogs, they need to dig. That's part of what they're, you know, raised to do. It's their, their, their breed loves to dig. And so you can't just ignore that. So what a uh, common theme in this book is, you know, let's design our yard around the things that the dogs are going to naturally do, but let's encourage them to do it in the area we want them to do it. And, um, and they do. They learn it. And there's all kinds of fun games that Carolyn's laid out in here uh, to treat the dogs to go into that area and just that area. What besides digging can they do in the yard? What other things do you make for them in the yard? Um, well, we certainly talk about different things you can put out um, and different ways for your dog to chew, um, find stuff. They like investigating. They like going and, and looking for new interesting things. We're talking about hiding toys, playing with toys. We've got... Um, uh, a whole section on agility games you can play. I'm sure you've heard of agility, you know, the agility training and the competition that people do out um, at parks and at, at different setups. But you can set stuff like that up at your home and enjoy that kind of thing with your dog in your yard. And, of course, just I, I actually go through a step-by-step um, training process just for teaching a fetch, teaching how to catch a Frisbee, because it's not, you know, unless you have a retriever, uh, dogs don't naturally, you know, go after a ball and bring it back. So you can teach that in just about any breed. I should have had your book before I planted trees. I was planting about a dozen trees. I do have golden retrievers. They helped me dig the holes, of course. Anywhere I was digging, they thought they needed to help dig. <laughs> and then when I put the trees in, because as most people know, golden retrievers like to carry things like sticks around. Oh, I'd plant no. a tree, move on to the next place, turn around, and darn if they didn't have that tree pulled up out of the hole. I had just put it in, carrying it around like, oh, it was just the greatest thing in the whole world. Absolutely. You know, it, we talk about that exact thing, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. Back to digging. Um, one of the things we talk about with all the, the different training ideas is really be careful what you see, what you let your dog see you do and what kind of message you're giving. Because, yes, your dog, by being able to watch the trees going in, your dog got to watch his owner, who he adores, dig holes, put the stick in. Um, to him, it was just the next obvious step that you would be delighted if he dug that tree back out and brought it to you or brought it to a different part of the yard. <laughs> So uh, one of the things we talk about is having a place where the dogs can do that sort of behavior, but never letting them participate with you in the gardening or, you know, destruction of other parts of the yard so that they get the idea that's okay. The one thing I love about this book is it's not just about the landscaping, it's about training too, kind of put together in one book. And, uh, and I have 10 copies. Oh, I only have four copies. Here, Joey, give me that book back. <laughs> I have four, four copies to give away at one 405 8405 If you can't get through today, check out your bookstore. Go online to Amazon. You probably could order it over there. Petscaping, training and landscaping with your pet in mind. The author Scott Cohn and Carolyn Doherty joining us. Thanks, guys. Thank you so Thank you very much. We have more Animal Radio on the way. This is Animal Radio.
What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. If you're a homeowner 62 or older with a fixed or limited income and you're having trouble making ends meet or simply want some financial freedom, I've got some very important information for you. Henry Winkler here, and I want to tell you how one reverse mortgage can help you get the financial flexibility you're looking for. Homeowners 62 and older can use the equity from their home to access tax-free cash without having to make a monthly mortgage payment. Use it to pay bills, fix up your home, or simply have more financial security and you still own your home take the next step call one reverse mortgage now and get your free guide and dvd with no obligation 800-550-9788 one reverse mortgage equal housing lender licensed mortgage lender national mortgage licensing system number 2052 not available in all states client responsible for maintenance taxes and insurance columbia south carolina checking in with us i have dr debbie here to answer your vet medical questions well dr debbie the question is we have a 185 pound great name holy uh, moly he's, he's, <laughs> he's a lot of dog <laughs> uh, he's not really fat you can still see his ribs and all the question is, since the onset of the cold, and we don't get a lot of it down here in Columbia, or at least normally not this bad, he's really shown a lot of discomfort in his right hip, and we're concerned if it's maybe the onset of hip dysplasia, or maybe if it could be arthritis or something. Okay. Well, what is he doing exactly? Can you describe for me? Well, when he, it's, it's just when he first gets up from, you know, taking a nap or sleeping, he'll, he's a little, a little, a little sore, but... Once he's moving around, it loosens up pretty good, and he's, he's out being his normal self, you know, running around, acting like a, mm-hmm. a huge puppy. Is he actually limping on the leg where he's picking up and favoring his weight bearing on that? Uh, he doesn't really so much pick it up off the ground when he first gets up. He just kind of, you know, he looks like it's a little, a little tender. Um, well, certainly, and, and you mentioned he was, what, six years of age? Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, he's, he's five off the six. Okay. So, I mean, it's certainly possible what you're describing, that slowness getting up, um, kind of the, it almost looks kind of like someone just uh, putting a little extra push to get up. Um, That certainly can be a sign of basic osteoarthritis or joint pain. So it gets a little tricky is, um, you know, if we can try to make a decision if this is just a hip problem or an osteoarthritis problem because there could be a lot of overlap with that. Hip dysplasia is basically the physical confirmation problem in the hips where the hip socket doesn't fit real nice with time hip dysplasia will lead to osteoarthritis a lot of the advanced changes but you can still get an arthritic joint unrelated to a hip dysplasia so you can get an elbow and knee that's arthritic or even ankles believe it or not so um, if you're starting to see those signs then i would certainly investigate that and see Maybe have your veterinarian take a feel and a look because in older breed large dogs, we always keep on an eye out for the bad stuff like, you know, 
bone cancers and much more serious things. So we'd want to make sure we get an accurate diagnosis. But if it is, if they, if they do feel this is arthritis, then I would say, you know, we may very well need to get your baby on some basic supportive care for arthritic help. And there's a lot of things out there. So there's a lot of good stuff you can try. Um, something as simple as joint remedies, um, glucosamine products that can not only help people, but help pets. And I'm a firm believer in glucosamine. I take it myself. But that's a basic place. Can join the glucosamine kind of mix thing for a couple of weeks now. And I guess it takes a few months for you to be able to really see if there's any help from that. You're you're so right. Yes, it, it's not a quick fix, but it can with time. It builds up in the system, and it can make the pet more comfortable. You know, I, w- now, I wanted to ask you a question, Doc, real fast about this because it's important. He says it takes a few months. I noticed there's some of these uh, things that advertise themselves as chondroitin and glucosamine mixes that have such a small amount that they'll never have any effect ever. Well, um, basically, we have prescription grade um, glucosamine, and there's nothing to say that you can't use a human product. But I always advise, kind of the buyer beware. If you're looking for the cheapest glucosamine. Sometimes that means it may be unpurified. It can come from foreign countries like China. Um, And we want to make sure we've got the proper dosage. So usually the veterinary or the animal products, um, they'll give you those guidelines on how much. So so that's definitely very important. And glucosamine can be a wonderful thing. Now, there's a lot of hype nowadays where pet food companies are adding glucosamine into food. And I get this question all the time where people will say, can I just give it in the food and use this product and avoid giving the supplement? And the answer is no, because there's no standard way that they can make a dog food and ensure every dog is going to get the proper dosage of that. This is Animal Radio. Now, we have on the phone with us uh, an old friend, a stranger to Animal Radio, Greg Miller. He's the inventor of nudicles. Uh, what are nudicles? Well, I'm going to actually let him explain it to you. Hey, hey Greg, uh, how you doing? Hi, fine, thank you. Nudicles are testicular implants for pets. And that can be a dog, cat, we've done horses, bulls, and along with uh, many other, you know, animals. Yeah. Uh, wow. I'll get into the other animals in just a second. Now, this is primarily, who do you find your clientele is? Is it mostly insecure men who don't want to neuter their animals for fear of uh, losing some kind of macho? What is it? That's certainly one segment. But, okay. you know, the folks that neuter with nudicles make up many, 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 there's many reasons why people neuter with nudicles. Basically, is the extreme pet owner, the one that will do anything for their pet. And I'm one of those type people. You know, my dog gets everything and anything he wants and uh-huh. is so spoiled it's not even funny. And I won't <laughs> go into detail. So this is like but, an accessory. But for- it's, 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 you know, for the truly caring pet owner that wants their pet to retain their identity and self-esteem. Sure. Well, I can imagine uh, looking down and suddenly they're not there anymore. Well, the the fact is the, the, the procedure used on our family pets today was developed in 1802, and it's become our culture, you know, and if you really think about it, it makes a lot of sense, it's become our culture to accept emasculation of our pet as the norm, mm-hmm. you know, to turn our beloved, you know, dogs into little eunuchs, you know, people just, you know, because the procedure that, you know, in, you know, was developed in 1802, that's the way it's always been, so we've accepted that as being the norm. Well, with nudicles, we're saying, yes, you know, neuter your dog, but, you know, you can have your dog maintain his identity and self-esteem, you know, as a result 
of getting neutered. You know, he can be neutered, but he can look and feel the same afterwards. Now, this is something that our uh, veterinarian will do when they're getting neutered. Yes, it should be done when the pet is neutered, but it can be done afterwards. But really? you know, we encourage the pet owner to do it when the dog is sure. neutered or pet is neutered. Uh, you know, every day we we you know we've we've neutered in almost thirteen years, nearly two hundred and thirty thousand pets wow. in all fifty states and forty nine countries around the world. Every single day, sometimes two times a day, I get a call or an email from a pet owner that says, "I would not have neutered had it not been." For nudicles. Wow. And I've heard that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. So if you think about that, there are people that are neutering that would not neuter before. And as a result, I'm sure pet overpopulation is being reduced because of nudicles. And because of nudicles, and people are neutering that wouldn't neuter before, are having pets that are happier, healthier, that are living longer. And, you know, in our 13 years and out of 230,000 pets, we've never had one single complication or problem. I was going to say, it's, it's inserting a foreign object. Don't you have a problem of rejection? Well, why would there be a rejection as long as it's sterile? And in our 13 years and 230,000 pets, not one single complication. Now, if nudicles are encouraging people that, to neuter, that wouldn't neuter before, mm-hmm. and is completely safe, what's the harm? Uh, okay, you were talking not only about dogs, but uh, cats, too, and uh, what else? Well, we've done uh, a lot of uh, 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 horses. Sure, okay. Uh, overseas in particular. Now, bulls. Uh, cattle. We've done uh, 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 water buffalo, two <laughs> no, water I, buffalo I, in I Colorado. I don't understand that one. <laughs> in a petting zoo. Okay. And they the man wanted the sure. wanted them to look natural. Okay. 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 That makes sense. Uh, so there must be different sizes. Yes, we have uh, 11 different sizes now in four different models. Wow. Uh, and I see like you have the Ultra Plus. Explain the difference between the models if you can. Well, could. we have the Nudical Original which is polypropylene. It's not plastic, but it resembles plastic in firmness. That's what we started out with back in 95. Uh-huh. Then uh, 3 years later we came out with the Nudical Natural when solid silicon was invented. It's not gel filled or anything filled. It's just a solid rubber-like material that replicates, you know, the the canine testicle to exact firmness once it's implanted. And just last year, we came out with our Ultra Plus. It feels like it's liquid-filled, but it's still solid material. And the unique feature about the Ultra is the textured finish that we developed on the exterior of the implant, which retards any form of scar tissue formation. So it will remain, you know, natural, soft, without massaging it like you'd have to do with the Nudical Natural. Now, you remember all the issues with the breast implants and the leaking silicone. Well, that was back in the 80s, and -hmm. that was a gel-filled implant. And that's why people kind of freak out to this day when they hear the word implant, because they remember all of the horrible things that happened back then. This is not gel-filled. This is solid material. So, you know, you can it'll never chip, flake, puncture, leak, do anything. It'll stay gushy soft for the life of the pet. And again, we've never had any type of a problem or 
complication or concern or anything. Well, We've it, never even had a, an unhappy pet owner. Well, here's the thing. you got to get your pets neutered when they're, when they're kind of young. Won't they outgrow the neuticles? Well, no. At six to eight months, the pet's testicles are fully developed. Now, how much, how much do these things cost? Well, the nudical originals are ninety four to one twenty nine a pair, and then our nudical naturals they start out at two nineteen. Okay, and that uh, includes uh, delivery, or how does well, that? Well, yeah, work? that includes like priority shipping, handling taxes, and we do give veterinarians a ten percent discount. Have you ever had anybody request that the nudicals be removed? Never. With a close note, I, I just lied to you. We do have a certain segment of folks when I come out with a new model. They well, take they their upgrade. dog in to have the new model installed. <laughs> so, yes, we have. We've had people that have called and said, we know you've got the new Ultra. I want to replace my dog's nudical natural that was put in five years ago with the Ultra. We've had that happen many times. Now, what about our wimpy producer here who I can't get to pick up a phone on a vet? Uh, is this approved for human consumption? <laughs> well, the material is FDA medically approved. But the, according to FDA rules every part of the body that it's placed has to get fda approval sorry about that guido i guess that's just the way you're going to be for the rest of your life okay here's the website www.nudicles and that's n-e-u-t-i-c-l-e-s.com okay that's all we have time for today have a great week This is Animal Radio Network.